The Green and Gold Bug by J. M. Alvey From Weird Tales, November 1924 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman The Green and Gold Bug by J. M. Alvey the inquest was over the coroner had gone and so had the twelve men who formed his jury the police officials and reporters for the press had ceased to ring our doorbell the undertaker polite and slow-spoken had got his work well in hand and the two coffins lay side by side in the dimly lighted parlor an awed silence was in the house where only a few hours ago grim tragedy stalked its hideous way but i am starting my story at the wrong end let us turn back forty-eight hours to the beginning it was on wednesday night and my uncle and i dressed for dinner sat each at a window in the living room watching every passing taxi on the street at last one stopped outside two figures stepped out into the cold night and while one paid the taxi driver the other rushed up the front steps and came into the front hall and flung her arms around my uncle's neck it was my kid sister joe back from a five-month honeymoon in the far distant and mysterious countries of the orient well well said my uncle is the little rosebud glad to be home again and rest once more in her uncle's arms and joe said yes oh yes and burst out crying and hid her face on my uncle's oversized vest and held his coat lapels each with a tiny girlish hand i went out to greet her husband but fell back before him as he advanced shocked was i at the change in his appearance from a handsome youth well built and smiling he had become a pale shriveled figure which staggered under the weight of the light hand baggage he was dragging into the house my uncle and i had planned to give the travelers a royal welcome our plans however were rudely swept aside and the bridegroom was rushed upstairs to bed and the doctor summoned just what the sick man's ailment was the physician was unable to determine there were times when his heart raced like fury and his breath came in gasps and his neck swelled and his eyes bulged at such time he clutched the bedclothes with an iron claw and tried to raise himself then the spell would pass like a snap of the fingers and the patient would relax and fall back as if exhausted from a violent struggle about midnight he rested easily and joe my uncle and i sat down to the untasted dinner a month ago in china said joe we went up into the mountains one day to a temple where a horrible old creature sat on the floor with incense burning all around him he was a magician or priest or soothsayer or something and had power with the Chinese gods but dick laughed at him and said the poor Chinamen were suckers to fall for his line 
and the magician was angry and rose up in his ugliness and put a curse on dick and on his family dick was going to fight him right there and we would have been murdered i'm sure only i pulled him away and made him take me quickly back into the city and that night said joe dick had the first attack josephine cried my uncle do you know what you are saying i'm confound it my dear what nonsense put a curse on him you know better than to believe such trash curse the devil my dear dick has got some low-down foreign plague it doesn't matter whether the democrats or the republicans are in power there's no place like the usa confound these outlandish god-forsaken evil-smelling places where all the pests and misery of the world are bred dick's got the bubonic plague or the beriberi or some such foolish thing joe told us that dick got over the first attack in a few hours but two weeks later on the first night out at sea on the way home he had the second and it was worse than the first after that they became more frequent and more violent and dick was wasting away and poor joe's heart was breaking fiddlesticks said my uncle bosh and tommy rot curse my eye i'm no doctor but the lad's got some heathen disorder but cheer up little woman we'll have your lover overhauled and in a one shape in a jiffy it might take a month to get real sick in china but that's china you're home now my dear and it doesn't take all day to get a pain in the tummy here nor all night to get over it just smile little girl and get ready to go to housekeeping that's what it was two o'clock before the house settled down it was three when i heard a noise outside my door i went out to see what it was the light at the top of the stairs had been left burning and as i opened my door there was enough light to show me the deformed creature that was creeping along the wall of the hallway a hideous man a weird beast some terrible imp from hell what i could not say so awful was it so unlike anything i have ever seen or heard of or fancied and this thing opened the door of the honeymooners room and passed in i had no revolver so i took up a dumbbell that i used in the morning for exercise and went to the door of the room where the thing had entered i opened it and reached in and snapped on the lights in the bed lay the travelers sound asleep i went over and touched them to make sure they were only sleeping i looked under the bed in the closet and out on the porch roof under the windows there was nothing there joe open-mouthed and wide-eyed caused me to pull my head in from the window what's the matter what's the matter nothing i said don't be frightened i thought i heard the fire engines going downtown and came over to look i went downstairs to look around a bit the hall the parlors the dining room were all empty but in the little passage that runs from the dining room to the kitchen i thought i heard a footstep i was sure i did i stood and listened then somebody sneezed 
I pulled the swinging door open. There stood my uncle in his nightshirt. God bless my soul, he said. I was about to shoot you. You're catching cold, I told him. Go to bed. What are you tramping around here for this time of night? Why are you, sir? I heard a noise, I explained. So did I. And I thought I saw something. Thought, he cried. Thought, hell. I did. You did? Where? You saw it, too? Yes, in the corridor outside my room. You're lucky, said my uncle. I saw it in my room. He smiled a grim smile. I was so shocked that I could not move. After it left, I got up and came down here. I thought it might have come this way. No, I said. It came past my room and went into their room. The next day the sick man was much improved. Joe was brighter. My uncle smiled in spite of his troubled mind. I said nothing. That night we went to bed early. I was tired out and soon fell asleep. It was three o'clock again when I heard a noise. This time I rushed out and came face to face with the unearthly visitor. It gave me one mighty crack on the chin and sent me back into my room. I lay on the floor in a semi-dazed condition for full five minutes, as well as I can estimate. Then I grabbed my dumbbell and went out again. As on the previous night, I went to the door of Joe's room and opened it and switched on the lights. On the floor lay Joe, blood at her mouth and nose. Across the foot of the bed lay her husband, looking more like his old self than I had seen him since the day of his wedding. I told my story at the inquest. The police officials laughed at it. The reporters seized upon it as great stuff for the papers. The coroner's jury considered it gravely, and then gave it as their verdict that Josephine Blackton was murdered by her husband Richard Blackton, who afterward died by his own hand. They were right, and yet they were wrong. I have found new evidence. I shall make it known. In the trunks of the honeymooners, which arrived tonight, was a collection of curios. Among them was a small bottle containing a strange insect, a green and gold-colored bug, and the bottle was labeled Shang Tang, January 15th, the strange bug that stung Dick last night. We believe that someone threw it in the window. I don't like the idea of a murder and a suicide in our family. I don't want the coroner's verdict to stand. I'm going to prove that an enraged old magician in the mountains near Shang Tung caused the green and gold bug to be thrown in the window where the Americans were staying, and it poisoned Dick and slowly drove him mad, destroying his human qualities, mind and body, and that the two who lay side by side in their coffins were both murdered, and that the murderer sits among his incense burners seven thousand miles away. I'm going to prove it if I have to go to China. The End of The Green and Gold Bug by J. M. Alvey